gripping my heart with this word in the weeks coming up. And uh, I'm going to explain a little bit of this, but he's actually, um, he's taken the word and he's brought it to reality as well. And so I just had to share it with you today. Um, I'm not sure if you can call this a message, but I do want to read the word of God as we gather together and give him glory today. If you have your Bibles, um, Luke 17 is where I'm going to read from, starting at verse 11. Luke 17, verse 11, he says, Now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus travelled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And as they went... They were cleansed. So I'm just going to stop there. There's a couple of things that we need to know in context is that um, leprosy was basically uh, the title as we read scripture, it's given to contagious skin diseases. Uh, leprosy was a very serious skin disease. Not many people would ever recover from leprosy. And so these 10 men, we have to understand that they were in a situation where they had probably caught something. It was not their choice to get leprosy. But there were also strict biblical rules around leprosy as well. They're found in the book of Leviticus and and they actually required that people who had leprosy were kind of isolated, removed from community and removed from worship. They would have to see the priest. The priest would tell them, yes, you've got it. No, you don't have it. And if they had it, then they had to follow certain steps of isolation. Um, At times, leprosy did clear up. It was rare, but it could clear up. And when that actually happened, the people would then have to go to the priest and see the priest And the priests would then be able to declare them clean and they would be able to re-enter living in community. And so I I want you to connect some dots here with our state as people who are born under the impact of sin on our lives, something we don't necessarily choose, but we are inflicted with a deathly illness and it isolates us from the community of our Heavenly Father. And so these men find themselves in this situation where they've been isolated. We don't know for how long, but we can assume that for some of them, it may have been a very, very long time. And on this day, Jesus comes near them and he speaks words over them and sends them to the priest. And let me continue to read from verse uh, 15 It says, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? 
Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. So we see that one out of the 10 returns, understanding the context of the day, there was this incredible tension between Samaritans and Jews to the point where they really despised each other. And it was the most unlikely person, the Samaritan, who returned to Jesus and gave him thanks. And I mean, the nine might get it rough because you might be reading this and you might be thinking to yourself, well, um, maybe they were going to come back and say thank you to Jesus at a later time, right? But what this scripture probably implies to me is that gratitude is done best when it's done quickly. There was one who realised straight away, Jesus has done this for me and he returned. And if you put yourselves in their shoes for a moment, Can you imagine the sacrifice he made? I think about some of the conversations that probably happened between them as they were in isolation with no one else around and they dreamt dreams. And one of them would say to the others, if I ever get healed, if I ever get cleared up of this, the first thing I'm going to do is go to KFC, you know? (laughs) Or the first thing I'm going to do is go see my family. The first thing I'm going to do is go and give my wife a hug. And they're waiting for that moment year after year after year. And perhaps that moment comes and the nine think, finally it's come. I'm running off to do what I've been waiting for all this time. And one of them, no doubt he had those dreams as well. And yet he said, I see that Jesus has done this for me and now is the time for me to go and say thank you to the one who has given me this. Don't you love that? Isn't that a powerful thing? As I said, God has actually given us this amazing example of this exact situation recently. A couple of weeks ago now, uh, we were here. It was a Tuesday and um, our team are in the office. We have all our team here on Tuesdays, which is awesome. And As we were here in the office, a couple from the community came through the front doors. And I'm going to call them Jack and Jill today, just to leave their names out of this. But Jack and Jill came into the auditorium and they asked if someone could come and pray for them. And Deb had connected with them and she came and grabbed me and she said, hey, we've got this couple here. And she said, they are really low and they've asked if we could pray for them. And so I came in with Deb and we sat with them and they shared their story. And, and their story was essentially that they had just received a, uh, Jill had just received a really, really bad diagnosis. And she'd already been through this before. It was a cancer diagnosis. She'd already been through this and uh, had surgery, extensive sur- surgery before. And here it was again and this time it sounded way worse and they have um, young daughters, and it was kind of like their whole world had just imploded. And so as we sat with them, they, they just said, we, look, we, we don't know why we're here. Uh, we're not religious people. We don't re- we're not even really sure if we believe anything about God, but we just felt that we had to come here and pray. And so we said, well, that's great, because that's what we do, you know? <laughs> And so we shared with them and we shared 
how incredible we believe God is and the things that we believe God can do. And then we got to pray for them and they left. And uh, they told us that on the Wednesday she would be getting more tests and on the Thursday they would get the results. So things were moving very, very quickly and they were probably expecting the very worst. And so on Thursday they turned back up to the church and they were very, very happy. And the tests had come back. And there were two tests, a bone test and a PET test, which tests for the presence of cancer. The bone test had indicated that it looked like there was cancer that was getting into the bones. But the PET test had indicated that there was no cancer there at all. And that was amazing. <laughs> Praise God. And so obviously that was really exciting news. We were actually faith-filled that God was going to do something as we were praying in this situation. We had a God-given sense of faith for these guys. Um, But I want to give you a little more information just as part of this story today because this is an encouragement to who we are as Hope Community. Um, When they got the news on that Tuesday... They just got a sense they had to come to a church and they had to pray. And so they literally opened their phone and Googled a church nearby and Hope Community popped up and they thought to themselves, well, that sounds like a great name. That's what we need. We need some hope. And they came here of all the churches. Isn't that great? That's the power of a name, right? And why God has led us to have that name. Um, They also shared with us afterwards that as Deb laid hands on Jill's arm that day, that she felt something in her body. And that, <laughs> and that something didn't leave for three days. She could feel it. And she knew whenever she thought about that feeling, it gave her faith that everything was going to be all right. And she kept telling her hubby, I can feel it. Everything's going to be all right. So last Sunday, uh, Jack and Jill actually came and we're here in church. And I can promise you, um, we, don't, we don't make any requirements that if we pray for you, you have to come to church on Sunday. There's no, there's no red tape like that fine print. Um, but they were here, which was wonderful. And if you were in church last Sunday, you would have seen uh, that Deb Smith was on stage painting a prophetic artwork, just as we have people doing today. And during worship, this artwork was being developed and it was a picture of sunflowers in bloom on a moonlit evening. And she'd written the text from um, John 1.5. It says, the light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not overcome it, um, in in scripty text down the bottom. And as we were worshipping, the Lord spoke to my heart and he said, that painting is for Jack and Jill. Uh, Often our prophetic artists, or occasionally, sometimes, our prophetic artists give these artworks to specific people as a blessing. Anyway, after church, some of our team went to them and they just said, hey, we've got this artwork. We're wondering if it might be something that you'd like. And as they saw that artwork, they were like, oh my goodness, 
And recently they'd had their family photos taken in a field of sunflowers. And here they were in their darkest season in the moonlight and this piece of artwork was being offered to them that spoke to them so powerfully. And so they emailed us later in the week and said, the artwork is framed and hanging on our wall. Thank you so much. Now, I just want to honour Deb Smith as well, because here we really, our heart is to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I can tell you that as God started showing Deb this picture, she even questioned him. She's like, what the heck is this picture? She didn't enjoy painting that painting. It didn't speak to her anything personally. Often that artwork will line up with the message on the day. She's like, she's painting it saying, God, this has nothing to do with the message this week. What are you doing? And so I just want to honour you, Deb. This is what God does when we just lay it down and surrender to Him. So there's just some side stuff, but here is probably what gripped my heart the most with these guys, is that when they came back on the Thursday to give us the good news, they shared with us, and as we're standing there in the foyer, Jack looked at me and he said to me, could we just pray and give thanks to God for what He's done for us? And so we said, okay. And, and so we held hands and we prayed and we said, thank you, God, for what you've done. Isn't that incredible? Now I see this passage and it's, it's the most unexpected people who come to Jesus. And here's the thing is that when we do gratitude right, we get to celebrate in the presence of Jesus. That's the blessing. Now, in our text, there's an implication that we can read into that the one that came back also received something greater, that Jesus says to the one, rise up and go, you have been healed. And there's this sense that that person received not only physical healing, but spiritual healing as well. And so gratitude is the Lord's desire for us to be able to receive the fullness of what he has for us. And so on a day like this, just as any other, today is a day of gratitude. And so I want to encourage you right now to have a think about some of the things that you just need to be able to say thank you, Lord, for. I want to encourage you to think about some of the things that you've seen God do in your time with Hope Community that you just want to say thank you, God, for. And I want to encourage you, how, how do we show gratitude. Like some people are just like, yeah, I'm grateful. (laughs) How do we show gratitude? Well, we see the one that responded instantly, as soon as he realised Jesus has done this for me, responded with gratitude, right? And so that's a posture that we can live in, where we are constantly looking and acknowledging that God's goodness is being poured out on us and we're giving him glory for that. Another way that we can do it is the sacrifice of praise. He gave up KFC and a hug with his wife and all those other things in the moment to come and to be at Jesus' feet and say thank you. And so a sacrifice is when we bring something to the Lord and we praise Him. It costs us something. And I love this concept, a sacrifice of praise. 
I've seen it before. Anyone with children knows that, especially in the kinder years, how many pieces of artwork come home. (laughs) And every painting is the most special one. And you can't throw them out. You might be thinking, well, what's that got to do with anything? If we were to look at that painting, you know, you know, when my kids bought those things out, I could say, this is terrible. <laughs> that doesn't look like me one little bit. Your technique is rubbish. Why were you using your hands? This, you painted that with a potato. What's going on there? But to my kids, that painting, that art is a sacrifice of praise. And he's saying, Dad, like, I love you. I love you and I've done this for you. That's what a sacrifice of praise is. We bring something to the Lord that contains our praise for him. So today, I just want to encourage you as we wrap up today, we are going to celebrate, but we're going to take time to, to physically show the Lord that we are grateful. So there's a few ways we're going to do that. Um, on your seat, you would have got some fluoro-coloured paper as you came in today. There's probably a couple of pieces because um, we need to write a lot. Down the front here, if you've been with us over January, you'll know that we've been covering these walls with prayer. This week, we've flipped them around and we want to have walls of gratitude. And so one piece of paper for you may be things that you're personally grateful for God doing in your life. And the other one could be an opportunity just to say, thank you, God, for the things that he's done through Hope Community that you've been blessed by. And during this next song, we want you to take some time to write these out. There's pens available down the front. And then there's blue tack. And we're going to stick our gratitude on a wall and make a wall of gratitude to God. You got that? All right. And then the other way that we're going to celebrate is with the sacrifice of praise. So we're going to do two songs as we finish up. In the second song, it is our time to let loose. So the ushers will be bringing around party poppers. I want you to save them. We're going to let them go at the same time. But then we're going to worship the Lord together and bring a sacrifice of praise. Is that good? All right, I'm going to get the team up here and I'm just going to pray. As I pray, can you just take a heart posture this morning and start speaking to the Lord and giving thanks to the Lord? Pray your personal prayer as I lead us in prayer this morning. Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for your goodness. God, I pray for the times where we don't see it, Lord, that you'd help us to see, that you'd open our eyes, open our hearts to you, Father. I pray for the times where maybe we don't get the good news, Lord, where things don't seem to be going well, where maybe to glance we think I don't have anything to be thankful for. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would come and move in our hearts. Lord, I pray this prayer because we have a desire not only to give You glory, but to receive the fullness of what You have for us. 
that gratitude would be the doors that open up for the blessing to come in. There are people here today in this room, Father, who desperately need to receive the blessing as they open their heart and give You glory today, Lord. There are people here who they don't have the same story as I've shared today, Lord, that they're in their darkest moment and the news is still bad, Father. Holy Spirit, we pray that You come as comfort and show them what giving You glory and gratitude in a season like this looks like, Father. But God, we wanna celebrate Your goodness. We wanna look around us, Father, and see all the wonderful things and yet not lay a hand on it, Father, because we wanna give You all the glory for what You've done. It's all because of You, Lord. So Father, even this morning, as we just take this time, write these notes of gratitude to give You thanks and praise. Holy Spirit, we just welcome You to move through this room, to meet with people who are joining us online and to open our hearts even more, we pray. In Jesus' mighty Name, Amen.